Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Education Street brought to you by the fantabulous folks at Cupcake Media. I am your host, Master Shake. Master Shake is in the house. I'm flying solo again because that's how you just got to do things in life sometimes. Uh, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus because I was out of town and uh, after many years, I got to finally travel again because all these shenanigans of air restrictions and travel restrictions finally got lifted. I went back to Italia, which for those of you who don't know is Italy, but it's really Italia. And uh, for people who don't know, I used to actually live there uh, many years ago and it was wonderful. Um, you know, coming back home though to America is a different story because while I was away, I had a bit of a reckoning, an epiphany in life as to what mattered, what things were important, what cultural things were important, what I expected out of my government, out of my society, out of my friends, peers, my fellow citizens of, of humanity. Um, and coming back home was, was very difficult. It, there was actually a few days where um, I was actually quite like depressed. Um, I mean, I was happy to be home, but I was also, you know, a little upset. Um, so let's just give a breakdown. So the differences of the world. While I was away in this country, during that little short period of time, we had three mass shootings. We had one take place uh, in the supermarket, which I forget which state it was in. Then in Orange County, you had a mass shooting at a church. And then we had the mass shooting with, uh, in Texas with the kids dying. And these things really uh, hit me deep because when I was abroad, I never had to worry about mass shootings. I mean, I'm, I'm in California, so we defunded the police. It's been a complete shit show out here uh, since 2020. I mean, I mean, this place has been lawless. Um, it's been very dangerous for the most part, depending where you go. Um, but it's just, it, it's been chaotic. And you know, when I was abroad, I never had to worry about someone shooting me. Um, I never had to worry about someone robbing me. And I could tell you all my friends who have kids out there never have to worry about a mass shooting taking place in their school. And this, and just a little disclaimer, this isn't me being pro or con for gun rights and the Second Amendment. I'm just talking about us as a culture. Um, I don't know when we will get to the point of going, okay, enough is enough. But I can guarantee you, if a fucking plane crashed every three months and a bunch of kids died on it, we would take some serious action to resolve the situation. Um, I think one of my frustrations that I've had coming back home is, is unfortunately, there are a lot of stupid people in this country. And some of the stupid ideas that they've come up with to resolve kids not getting shot in school is saying dumb things like, you know, teachers should have guns. With all due respect, the teachers can't even teach and they've not taught anything of value to, uh, to the youth um, other than telling them that boys no longer need to have a penis and girls no longer need to have a vagina, which goes against all scientific-based facts in the world. And instead of teaching them physics and mathematics and chemistry and how to think independently. We have created a bunch of little mini drones from age of seven 
And this is why so many uh, of, of these millennials and now Gen Zers, they fucking exist, you know, need a therapist for every little thing. As my wife would say, who's a therapist, you don't need a therapist for every little thing. That's just called life. Deal with it. But teachers and guns, I mean, shit, the cops can't even do a good job of controlling their emotions. And you want to now send your kid to a school that has teachers with guns, a very stupid idea. I mean, sometimes we could listen to the world, right? We must listen. Nowhere in the world would they want teachers to have guns. And also, there have been studies on this, if you want to believe in studies, but sometimes you have to. The academia is out there. The statistics out there. When you send your kids to a school that, for example, has armed police officers on it, kids don't learn as well. So I think the last thing any, any of us who have kids want is to have their teachers have fucking guns. Trust me, if I went to school with some of the racist teachers that I had to endure with my friends, we would have all been shot and killed probably by our teachers because when they're having a bad day uh, or because like I reminded my Spanish teacher of her ex-boyfriend, even though I was 15, don't, don't ask why. And she had a lot of vehemence towards me and admitted to my face when I asked her, I said, do I remind you of an ex-boyfriend? And she said, yes. And she's like, that's why I hate you. Uh, trust me, you, you don't want to send, you don't want to have teachers to have guns because if the cops can't do a good job on it, and this is not to bash the cops, but we're just saying, right, we had this whole stupid movement uh, that took place in this country. But unfortunately, if, if the cops are already under a lot of scrutiny and they're being trained for this, why would you want your teachers to have guns? It's a very dumb idea, right? There's just a lot of dumb people in this country. And, and unfortunately, a lot of these, the excuses that I've heard over the last God knows how many decades just have to stop. I think it's time we all grow up and really address this issue. Um, we thought Columbine was a disaster. Well, Columbine, it didn't end with Columbine. It has continuously become worse. And what people in America do not understand is how the world really looks up to us. And we're just shitting on it. And we're handing it on a beautiful golden plate for China to become a role model for communism, for being a dictator, for suppressing free speech, freedom of press, freedom of thought, individuality. I mean, California, individuality didn't exist. If you don't go along with the fascist mentality of the, uh, of the groupie, you're weird, right? They try to chastise you. But I want people to understand we are a role model. And this is nothing against the Second Amendment, but at some point, things have to change. Like I said, if, the, if a plane crashed every 90 days with a bunch of kids on it, we would have a, a, a massive, massive just like revolt in the streets. We'd put our elected officials on the spot saying, hey, if you don't fix this shit right now, we're going to get you out of office and put people in power. But some of these excuses are dumb. Like, you know, I saw... And, and, and think about it, this is within 24 hours of me landing. I'm in this beautiful country, a place that I really call home, where people are nice, respectful, I don't have to worry about getting robbed, shot, killed, I don't have to worry about my friend's kids getting killed in school. And come home within 24 hours, I learned about three mass shooting events, and, and the one that occurred right before I landed was the situation in Texas with the kids uh, getting killed, unfortunately. But... You know, some of the dumb excuses I heard or ideas were like, you know, they should like rape, murder, torture, anyone who shoots kids. Well, it sounds like a great fucking idea, but most of these people die, so you won't be able to do that. 
And secondly, if you believe in what democracy stands for and the foundation of the United States and its laws and the Constitution, you realize that that goes against everything that the Founding Fathers and the formation and foundation of this country stands for. I mean, they might do those things in China, um, but that isn't really the right answer. Now, don't get me wrong. I think in California, we need to chop off hands for people who commit robberies because it's a little lawless. And I think we could learn from, uh, from Islamic, uh, uh, like the Islamic empire when these things existed. And even today, like you go to Dubai, there's no crime because people are utterly afraid of robbing. Because trust me, you chop off someone's dick or hand, they will, everyone else learn to be a good person. Um, but the torture and things, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with those, you know? Um, you know, some of the other things I heard is, uh, let's see, what, uh, you know, people, so this is not related to the school, but it's more related to the idea of, like, oh, we need guns to protect ourselves from the government. Well, I hate to break it to you guys, but I was very disappointed in, in, in this excuse because we were under a dictatorial regime for two years. Now, one militia group came and rescued us from lockdowns. I didn't see it anywhere. So I'm sorry, but I have no sympathy for that anymore because you guys had a golden moment, a golden opportunity to rise up as a country and say, you know what? We don't want fucking lockdowns. We don't believe in it. If people want to wear a mask, they do it. But you know what? We believe this goes against the very foundation of freedom of choice and freedom of expression and to live in a free and democratic society. A free and democratic society would never instill a lockdown unless there's like a real clear and present danger threat of like let's say a, a nuclear or biological weapon being released okay there are situations where yes that might make sense like if someone dropped you know a chemical weapon in the middle of san francisco and they're like hey we don't want you guys going outside because you might burn to death understandable but the excuse of oh we have this to stand up against the government and revolt well you guys had a beautiful opportunity for two years now, one of you fuckers did it. So I have, so that excuse doesn't work for me. But coming back home to all this, it, it, it really makes you look back at what is important, you know? Um, and I think for those of us who are gun owners, I think there are good role models of examples to look at. The Port Arthur situation in Australia is one that might be a bit extreme, and that is where things will go. If some smart people don't start coming up with some smart ideas. Now, I believe the Icelandic version is very good. Um, my personal take is that AR-15s and AK-47s should not be in the hands of people. And I know people in the military who, from many military branches across the world, uh, who believe that normal civilians should not have these weapons. The, the maker of the M-16 has also many times expressed his own vehemence that Normal citizens should not c carry this weapon because it is just a outright killing machine. But having said that, I think we can look at a place like Iceland if we wanted to resolve our gun violence issue here in the United States. And people just got to go along with it. Like, yes, the Second Amendment goes the right to bear arms. Our joke back in the days of pol uh, political science was, like, you physically got to hold bear arms, okay? But, you know, this isn't a, a thing about the Second Amendment. We can talk about gun rights later, but things have to change. We have to make it better. And we have to come up with better solutions other than saying teachers should have guns and we should torture people. These things don't work. We got, it doesn't solve the root cause of the problem. That's the problem in America. We, 
we don't want to take accountability and responsibility for the shit that we create. We just want to throw stupid ideas at it without addressing the main issue. We take no accountability, which is why when you're, you know, when you're driving on a freeway and someone like completely cuts you off and then you honk and they flick you off and then they brake check you as if you're the one who was in the wrong when you weren't, you know? Um, coming back home, also what was crazy was just the amount of rude people that I kept encountering. I mean, not even 48 hours go by at my own work and uh, we have uh, someone that seemed like as if they're from Russia, but, you know, definitely Eastern European and they're cursing at my staff member, uh, telling them, fuck you, you motherfucker, I can't believe, you know, you're so fucking stupid and, and it's just, I never saw that even when I lived there, you never see that. You know why? Because if he acted like an animal like that, uh, if the Kamora didn't come and tie your legs to a tree and just have the whole town and come and beat you in the head like a piñata for a day, um, the people would. You know? And it was just... When I saw that, part of my soul had... Redressed itself back to Italy and going, wow, like it's just so nice being somewhere. People are constantly nice, they're loving, they're beautiful, they look good, no one's obese, they're, they're not rude. And you suddenly realize why you were so calm there. I mean, not even 48 hours ago by, and I'm seeing this person berate and talk so rudely to my staff member. I mean, we eventually had to kick him out, but. The fact that we had to deal with it, I was just going, geez, like, is this fucking worth it? That's just two days in. Um, it just, it doesn't make being here attractive. Then let's talk about the lack of in infrastructure and traffic. I never realized how much I missed being on high-speed rail. Like, I've been to Japan. I love the high-speed rail. I've been to China. The high-speed rail there is amazing, and America should be ashamed of itself. That China is a newer, for example, a newer superpower to the world. And in such a short amount of time, I'm talking about in like less than, in, in 10 years, they made more high-speed rail than any other country on earth combined. And they're bigger than us. So you can't use the excuse that, oh, California's too big, or America's too big. Fuck you, man. Have you been to Russia? That's big. They have 14 time zones. Have you been to China? It is ginormous. They have 1.46 billion people. Don't tell me that we're too big. They're just as big or bigger than us. And they did it. But, you know, in Italy, you know, they don't have the best infrastructure, but guess what? They have high-speed rail. I got to Milan, down to, to Firenze, from, from da Milano a Firenze, from Milano to Firenze in about one hour and 54 minutes. It was awesome. It was awesome because I got to land in Milan because I wanted to save a ton of money on my flight, and I took the high-speed rail down to Firenze. And I just realized, man, like, where's our fucking high-speed rail in California? We voted on this over 20 years ago. And it's just so, like, irritating that we're still living in the 18th century out here. I don't like being stuck in traffic anymore. I fucking hate it. You know, because I look at all the things that I miss out in life. Like, I can't go see my brother tonight on the middle of a Tuesday or tomorrow in the middle of a Wednesday night and be like, hey, how about I meet you at Javier's, for example. And we'll go eat dinner at 7.30. I'll hop on the train at 7. I'll be there at 7.30. Boom. Nice. 
You know, I can't do that. I'd have to leave here at 4.30 to go from LA down to OC to be there at 7.30. I mean, who the fuck wants that? You know, it's just the traffic here is horrendous. So on the one side, we have a complete shit infrastructure. We have no high-speed rail. We're the only first-world country with no, with no high-speed rail, and we have, no, we have no legitimate, useful, reliable, what I would call medium and light-speed rail, which is more like your, your public, transit, public transit, which isn't fucking buses, okay? Buses are not public transit, okay? I'm talking about proper trains. If you go to Japan, they have proper trains everywhere. And they're bigger than us, too, in terms of population and density. Like, Tokyo has, like, 44 million people. Tokyo is so big, they didn't have a city center. They have a governor, which is pretty amazing because it's so big. But you just look at all that, and you go, man, is this worth it? Like, we've paid all these taxes, and they've not fixed a freeway in 40 years. They've not made a freeway better. They haven't, they haven't given us even, any, like, any lanes that would give us Autobahn-type speeds. I mean, at some point... Something's got to give. If you're not going to give us high-speed rail, then you should make two lanes or one lane dedicated where I can drive up to 120 to 150 miles an hour nonstop from, like, let's say, L.A. to Orange County and then San Diego and then to San Francisco. Like, you should at least give me something so that my drive time, my commute time is greatly, redu get greatly reduced. Even if it means I got to pay a fucking toll, I'm cool with that. But give me something because I'm tired of living somewhere where they take, 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 and give you nothing. That's, that's not, you know, it's worse than communism. That's just being a dictator. At least, if you look at communism, you look at China, they at least gave something back to their society. They gave them high-speed rail. They gave them medium-speed rail. They gave them light-speed. They gave them reliable transportation, you know? But these things just, they know you. Like, I come back within, four, you know, not even 48 hours, and I'm stuck in traffic going, geez, like, the amount of time I've sat in traffic, I've traveled, I don't know, like 200 miles in Italy. You know, it just, it's disappointing. You know, we're supposed to be the role model of the world and, and we're just nothing now. It's just frustrating, right? So coming back home, these things, they, they did bother me because I look at how much of a lack of progress we've had and it just sucks because I don't want to keep living my life like this. And, and, you know, people are like, oh, you must be so happy to be back home. Yeah, I'm happy to see my wife, my family, but I'm not happy to be here because I see just how much of a shithole this place has become. You know, I come back and like they're having water restrictions in California. We had record rain and record snowfall and somehow we have a record fucking drought. No, we don't have a record drought. We had record rain and record snowfall, but we haven't made any investments in preserving our water. We've made zero water technology investments in 50, 60 years. Since 1970, we have not made any water investment technologies. Why isn't Vegas having a, you know, water restrictions? My cousins live there. They're watering their lawns 24 hours a day for all I know. But these things just, they, they piss me off because I don't want to keep living somewhere where I'm not seeing the change physically in my eyes. And I don't want to see it when I fucking die in like 100 years. But that lack of progress, it, it's infuriating. It should get everyone mad. But, you know, people care more about what bathroom to piss in Versus putting that attention into making their society a much better, enjoyable, beautiful place to live in. But that lack of progress just, it gets to me. And that ties into the lack of education and how shitty our educational system is. You guys are probably, and gals are probably seeing some of these videos of, of when they ask people, like, name the borders, name the two countries that border the United States. And people say, fucking Africa? Not even the same continent. Like, jeez.
What are they teaching people? You know, but these things, mm, a little frustrating. Let's talk about inflation. People have known me, I've been talking about inflation for two years. And I said, the moment the news talks about it, it's too late. That means the inflation really began six months ago. Now we're in, now we're in the avalanche of that, of that storm. For the first time ever in my life, Europe was way more affordable than America. Significantly more affordable. Give you, that, give you an idea. Four years ago was the last time I was in Italy during my honeymoon. I took my wife to a supermarket that I would normally frequent myself when I would go and buy things. We bought 20-ounce bottles, bottled water. Not this shit Dasani Aquafina that they sell us. And Nestle, I would even touch it if I was dying of thirst, okay? But... We bought it for like 18 euro cents back then, which is like, I don't know, like 24, 25 cents back then, okay? I went back to my same market, bought the same San, like Benedito, Bottiglia di Acqua, right? I bought it for 23 euro cents. And my friends were complaining that it got too expensive. And I'm going, you're telling me that your inflation was one penny a year for this bottle of water? Like, I sell water at my locations. Like, you can't, like, a, a, a bottle of, of Dasani is like $1.39 right now for 20 ounces. And here I am paying 23 euro cents, which now because of the conversion, the dollar and euro are much tighter. It's still the same price for me that it was for but it's like still like 25, 27 US cents. It was amazing. I went and bought a Fiorentina steak at the restaurant with my appetizer and, and my french fries, right? And all together, I paid about 51 euros. So let's just say at most somewhere between 55 to $60 for really good stuff. You can't even buy that at fucking Outback. And that's not even like the best steakhouse. They do have fun food there, but it's not like the best steakhouse, right? I'm not talking about like mashed roads quality type steak with all that shit for about $55. The issue of healthcare came up with my friends. And see, this is the thing like Bernie Sanders and these communist mofos don't talk about in America. They try to pitch this idea that that universal health care is like for free in Europe, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not. They tax you. Like they tax you about 30%, right? So for every dollar that you make, they tax you about 30%. But what they don't talk to you about is how a lot of people in those countries still afford private health care because they prefer it. So this issue came up about health care. And my friends were blown away as to how expensive our health care was. Because in Italy, in Italia... For a family of four, family of four, not one, not two, four. For the best health insurance, you pay $250 a month. The best health insurance, you pay $250 a month. I'm pretty sure they have like a shittier health insurance plan. And what I mean by shittier, just like your deductible will be higher, okay? But the quality care still stays the same. You could probably get cheaper. I'm like, dude, like, what am I doing paying like $1,000 a month here? Like, Why? Why is it so fucking expensive here? Makes no sense. And that's the thing that some of our fascist leaders don't talk about is in those countries, people still prefer their private health insurance, right? That'll be a separate conversation. But yeah, the inflation here was just breaking my balls, left and right. I couldn't believe how affordable things were, you know? Um, it, it, it's just... I just don't get it. And, and I come back to a country that has shortages of everything. Food, 
And if you and 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 just watch the supermarkets, you're gonna have massive food shortages this summer because of certain things that have happened, and 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 the lockdowns were the primary cause from two years ago, and we're gonna get that ripple effect soon. There's baby formula shortages in the United States. Are you kidding me? What is this like a third world country? No, we shouldn't have these problems. But but yeah, just shortages and inflation. Just ah. It was crazy to me as to how much more money I saved by being abroad than being back in the United States right now. And then as I'm sitting in traffic on my third day, I'm just going, wow, dude, life was just so much easier out there. You know, there's a lack of culture out here. There, there's a lot of self-entitled, stupid people. There's, everyone thinks they're fucking right when my approach is I'm just going to go in there thinking I'm wrong and then my and then I will be able to assess assess a good conclusion as to whether what you say makes sense or not. And the lack of culture out here is just it's tiring now. It's tiring because when I was in Italia, I, I love the fact that everyone just sit and talk and they enjoy being with each other. No one's fucking around on their phone sending dick pics and and their cooter pics, you know, just when they're with you, they were there at the moment. Like, we have to have psychology classes about being present at the moment. No, they just do it because they're a human being. You're programmed to be like that, to want to be with other people. And they're respectful and they're nice. And when you talk, they don't say you're, you know, fuck you, you're wrong, you're stupid. Like, I deal with that. You know, here, I've dealt with it so much, even amongst people related to my wife, you know? And I'm going, dude, like, you don't have a fucking PhD. How dare you talk to me like that? And you, you did have a PhD. Like, what makes you think I'm fucking wrong? You know, but you could talk about anything with people there. And no one gets into your face about it. You know, they just, they're very calm. And they go, oh, they go, that's a good point there, Shadad. You know, that's a good point there, you know, uh, Gabriele, Roberto. Un punto molto bene, you know? And then they go, like, io penso come questa cosa. Like, I think some of these things, you know? Like, what do you think? Like, it, it, it's just so much more respectful and they don't have that self-entitled cupcake mentality of going, oh, I'm right, you know, you're wrong. You gotta believe in what I believe in. It's, people are a lot more receptive to just listening and understanding where you come from. They wanna, they wanna feel your emotions. It's just, it's a beautiful thing, you know? Um, I thought it was so great that like, on a Saturday, you can just go drive your car into the hillsides and there's no traffic. I can't, get to San Diego on a Saturday in under four hours. It takes me four hours to drive 140 miles. Freaking insane that it takes that long. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that even though Italy doesn't have like the best infrastructure compared to like, let's say, the United Kingdom, France, Spain, Germany, Sweden, right? But the fact that they have this high-speed rail system, it really alleviates a lot of the stress that arose. But and because of that, less people are traveling so much on the road. They just take the train because it's cheaper and more economical. And it's just great because you can go and drive. You can go ride your motorcycle. And you can go from like one town to the next or city to the next. And, and you enjoyed it. Like you didn't have to deal with this bullshit traffic that we do out here. And you can go see your friends so much easier. Like you actually enjoyed doing those things. Whereas here... You know, it was amazing. I never had a plan for traffic out there. Not even at 8 in the morning, leaving for my flight, coming back to the United States. I never had a plan around traffic. 
Whereas here, every five minutes, I got to plan around traffic. Okay, let's, let's look at the road. Let's see how fucking bad it is because they don't do anything to make life better. They just take our money, you know, like a stripper and just go do whatever they want instead of reinvesting it back into their society. But that easier aspect of the lifestyle just made it so beautiful, you know? And it has me thinking about the future of the United States. When 2020 emerged on January 1st, I told my wife, this decade will be the decade that really shapes the United States. It's rather we're going to rebrand ourselves and really succeed in a way that the world was not, did not know we could do, or we're going to utterly fail. And maybe we'd become kind of like Europe, where like the Scandinavian countries and the Deutsch, you know, the Germans, like they do really well, and then the other countries do very bad. And we'd have areas of the country that prosper significantly, areas of the country that just completely fall behind. And it just, it has me thinking about where this place is headed because so many things have changed. I think until people start reevaluating who they are as human beings and start accepting the fact that they don't know shit and that they should just want to be there for their friends and, we, and that we value life over death and that and that the, the value of the life is so in, insignificant. You know, until that mindset that the value of life is so in, insignificant goes away, it, it's going to be quite interesting for the next remaining seven and a half years left here. Because these things have me thinking about what will happen here. Will democracy prevail? Because they've, they've been trying to get rid of the First Amendment for a while. Whether you like Trump or not, he fucking awoke people to that fact. Because if we truly had First Amendment, we would not allow private companies like Google and YouTube and Twitter and Instagram dictate what we can and cannot say. The First Amendment is freedom of speech. You are entitled to say whatever you want. Now, it's not an absolute right. It doesn't mean you can, you know, and, and people forget that. The First Amendment is not, guarantee, is not an absolute right, but social media companies should not be the Gustapa you know, the Gustavo or the First Amendment. You have a right to say whatever you want. That's the whole point. We don't live in a communistic society where, where we are hindered as to what we can say. But my thoughts in the future, it, it, it's had me thinking about this place because on another aspect, I've also felt more at home in Italy. My, my wife will tell you. And the women, they're all lovely. She'll even tell you that. You know, it, it's great being somewhere where you get to just hug and kiss people all the time on the cheek or, you know, wherever else you want to kiss them. But... You just feel, you feel the love from people around you all the time. You never feel lonely. That is something else. That's something that people only here feel. The only, the only people that I've ever met in my whole life where they always feel lonely are people in America. All my friends abroad never feel lonely. Because even if you don't see your friends when you go out and you meet people, they, they show this like this energy and this good, you know, Good energy is all the Instagram memes show, right? People go, oh, good energy, but they don't, they don't do anything about good energy. But you feel it, and there's this love that comes from them, you know? We want to be touched. We want to be held. We want to be kissed. And I always felt at home there. If you meet Italian Sheikh, it's a very different person from, from, from American Sheikh. They have, they have a lot of similarities, but there's a fine line where the difference of the Italian shake is just so much more just vivacious, 
and so much more energetic. And it, it, it's, it's been difficult here because I love this place. I'm grateful for everything it's given me, but the way it's been going for the last 10, 12 years, it makes it harder to really figure out where are we going to be at by 2030? I want to see this place succeed, but I also am tired of all the rude people, all the ignorance, all the self-entitled cupcakes who are also stupid. I'm tired of the lack of progress, the lack of infrastructure, things not getting done in a timely manner. You know, it'd be great if we built a high-speed rail system, but I also don't want to wait 40 years. Let's get it done in two years like other countries do. Get it done fucking fast. You know, the violence, the murder rates, the inflation, all these things, they, they make me question the longevity and the prosperity of this place. Because this is ultimately my home. And I love it. But unfortunately, we have people teaching people to hate this place, to hate America. And when you teach people to hate, to hate a society... Those people will never do anything to make this society better. Their sole goal will be to fucking ruin it and destroy it. And we got to ask ourselves, how much longer are we going to tolerate this ideology that we should teach people to hate the United States? Imagine what difference it would make if we can teach people to love this place. It's okay to criticize. Criticism is good. When I talk about the lack of high-speed rail and the shit traffic, that is criticism because it affects everyone's lives. No one wants to be stuck in that. You know, we want to make life more enjoyable. But imagine we taught people to love and be grateful. Because there's a lot of things to be grateful for here. And it goes back to what I said at the beginning of this conversation. People here have no idea how the world looks up to us. When I was in Italia, people would always tell me, without you guys, we would be fucked in Europe. I had a French gentleman, I, just one out of many, who said... Without Donald Trump, we would still be in lockdowns in France. I said, why? He's like, because your president told the world we're going to make a fucking vaccine in like six months. And he did it. And he's like, even the little guy, he means Fauci. And he's like, our leaders in Europe told us we're going to be in lockdowns for the next two to four years. And he said, no way, the world's going to die. And he's like, so I'm thankful for him because without him, I would not be able to come to Italia to come to my my niece's uh, wedding. It's like, for that, I am thankful. And everywhere I'd go, and I'd talk to people, they say, man, like, we'd look up to you. You guys are the purveyors of freedom and democracy, and you are our leaders in the world. Like, people, if, if people in America understood that the world looks to us as their shining light, as their leaders, I think things would be different here. There is an overall consensus of a fear that what happens if the United States falls and China becomes that leader? People are worried about their democracy and their freedom in Europe. Significantly. And I can tell you it's going to be true for many other parts of the world too. But I want people to know here that when we elect our officials and our president, it's not only for us. As my friends in Europe would say... Your leaders are the leaders of the world. Your country is the leader and the protector of this world. And without you guys, nothing will ever get done. 
Because of you guys, we were able to get out of lockdowns. When you guys lifted your, your, all, all your mask mandates and your travel restrictions, guess what? The Europeans did it immediately too, like a week later. That is how powerful we are as a country. And we should be focusing on that and how to make ourselves even more powerful and more flamboyantly beautiful and, and just reach a new level of technological achievement while at the same time making social advancements where we actually become nicer. We don't need to think about crazy shit that doesn't make scientific sense. What if our social advancements are culturally we become more accepting of one another? We, learn, we go back in time on the cultural part. We become a, a, a humane civilization. We listen and talk and we're not trying to say you must believe in a fascist ideology. If we can do those things, it'd be amazing. But as of right now, I have to question the future of this country because when I come back and I keep seeing kids getting killed and murder rates are an all-time high and inflation is out of control and the fact that I can buy private health insurance in Italia for family for for two fifty a month versus a thousand dollars a month a year, you know, here for just two people. It it makes me wonder where are we going? You know, with the lack of in infrastructure, the lack of proper rail systems, the, the lack of just good roads, no Autobahn. I mean, the, the shitty educational system, it just, it's tough. And then you compound that with the fact that people are just so rude and, and just they don't give a shit about one another. I don't know. It makes me question things because I know a lot of people who have said goodbye America and they've left and they have not come back. And this was home for them for generations. So on that note, let's see if we can make some change. Let's see if we can go back to listening to one another and being calm, you know, where we just enjoy our presence, where we're not always talking about fucking politics. That was one great thing about Italia. No one talked about politics. Americans talk so much about politics, it is utterly fucking annoying. I'd rather you talk about your OnlyFans channel because it'd probably bring me a lot more excitement than hearing about your stupid ideology in which you're doing nothing to better the world, to improve it in any shape, way, or form. People here talk so much about politics that even Europeans are annoyed about it. But, but you know, it's just... Let's see where we go. Because regardless, we all have to change direction so we can move in the right direction moving forward. Because if we don't, if you thought the last 12 years have been bad, the remaining seven and a half year, I think are going to be significantly more uh, jeopardizing and very more worrisome and a lot worse. But as a realist and as an optimist, I want to spread some good and I hope that people realize we have the ability to do things at an amazing pace if we want to. So to end the show, Let's make some positive, actual change where in the next couple of years, we can greatly improve our quality of life here in America with things like high-speed rail and reliable rail public transportation systems with much more affordable healthcare, with a better educational system and with people who wanna to listen to each other 
and people want to have fun with one another and a society that cares about its fellow human being doesn't mean you gotta be friends with them but let's care about them and let's preserve this idea of democracy and being a free society so that the world so that the world is a symbol of hope to look up to we hope you enjoyed that episode have a wonderful day everyone you, 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 you.